Hey guys, it's Dale here. Hey, I just want to remind you guys to go to the uh, Draft app or PlayDraft.com, sign up and deposit some money. Use promo code EATSLEEPFANTASY. Uh, basically, if you sign up for Draft and use our promo code and deposit some money, we are going to give away a t-shirt. I just ordered, I have over 100 t-shirts here in my uh, office here that I'm recording in. Uh, so if you guys sign up, send me a screenshot, let me know what your username is, send it to... My email, esfgiveaway at gmail.com. I'll make sure to put you on the list, and I'll send you a T-shirt. It's that easy. Just sign up for draft. Use our promo code, Eat Sleep Fantasy, and uh, you get th- you get $3 to play, first of all, for free, just by signing up using our promo code. And on top of that, if you send me your username, I verify it, and as soon as it goes through, I'll send you a free T-shirt. That's like, I don't know, a, a T-shirt costs at least 50 bucks. Ours do at least. So, bam, 50 bucks free. Um, so go do that. And uh, let us know what you think. Make sure you follow me, ESF Dale, or Brito, ESF Brito. Invite us to games. We'll invite you. It's uh, pretty fun. Even if you're out of the playoffs, it's something fun that you can do. It's still fantasy. You know, you can draft all the time and still pay attention to fantasy, even if you're out of the playoffs now and, and you have nothing to play for. So go check it out. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Sanity of Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll get to that in just a minute. But my name is Christian Brito. You can follow me on Twitter at CBritoFantasy. And joining me as always, our lovely host, Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Yeah, uh, what's up? Uh, you could follow the... Um entire show on twitter at eat sleep ff or follow us on facebook uh eat sleep fantasy my name is dale thanks for listening everybody um where can they follow you uh, your personal twitter at dale underscore fantasy on twitter there you go all right okay uh we are this matter we we are the fantasy of fantasy football podcast i'll just give you a little hint we're going to talk about this a little later it's definitely worth listening to the entire show uh, to hear what fantasy has to bring, fantasy is a little bit between Santa and fantasy f- fantasy football, but um, you might hear you might hear some treats later on in the episode, so stay tuned. Oh boy! Oh yeah! I'm excited. Yes, uh, we've done something that is so bad, it's almost good. This podcast? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be talking a lot about week 13, guys, because week 13 was a little weird, in my opinion, Yep. except for Alvin Kamara, because Alvin Kamara is the guy every single fucking week. He stopped being weird, right? Yeah, it's not It's not, uh, It's not. not a fluke. It's not, uh, this guy is amazing. We get it. He's silky smooth. Um, but there are certain things that uh, Sanity brought us with goodness. In our fantasy weeks in week 13, uh, but we did get plenty of lumps of coal yep. to talk about as well. Yep. So we're going to be we're, we're going to be talking about that today. 
But before we move any further, Dale, how are your travels going? We need a Dale travel segment. Yeah, I traveled from uh, Wilmington to Tampa, Florida. Love the weather. Beautiful down there um, for a conference for my wife. And uh, so I, when she's at the conference, basically, I just watch, make sure the baby doesn't kill herself. Uh, that's That was my job. Did a good job. Right. Um, Did you make sure you didn't kill yourself? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. All right. Um, on the way back, a couple kids were right behind me, and I try not. You know, I now I have a daughter myself, so I try not to be too upset with crappy kids. But when you have like a eight year old that doesn't know how to behave themselves, like it's mm-hmm. all the parents' fault. And I was shooting daggers with my eyes at this ten year old the whole time. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. Every time he kicked my seat, I turned around, and one time he even gave me a thumbs up. And I was like, "You motherfucker!" Like I was like, "Look!" I like looked at him like. You motherfucker! Well, you better stop. Well, this kid, yeah, the the gall of yeah. this child. Oh no, he was doing it on purpose. Like I understand some kids don't like you know if you're a two or three year old and you're kicking the seat, it's like okay, like, you do what you gotta do. You know, it's not a big deal. You know, if you're a parent, you try to stop it from happening, but it's impossible. Right, right. right. Um, but yeah, no, when they're like eight, nine, ten years old, yeah, you got to um, slap the kid on the back of the head or something. So. Or, you know, a simple, hey, don't do that. No, no, that doesn't work with kids anymore. It should. <laughs> if they have any sort of rule-governed behavior, yeah. it should. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, my daughter's going to be well-behaved. So. Yeah. Till she... Don't Fair say way. it. Don't let's say just, it. Let's, let's just move on. <laughs> don't want to say anything else Thank there. you. Thank She's you. She's not even one yet. Exactly. She Let's will be turning on. one. Um, if anybody wants to come to our birthday party, you know, email me. Um, everybody has an invite. I don't know what we're doing yet. My wife said keep it small, but it would be great if, uh, you know, I get, you know, 100 listeners to come to when's, my house. When's her birthday party? Uh, sometime around the, her birthday is on the 7th. Um, January 7th, 2018. Yes. So let me see. Do some quick math. I'll be there January 7th. 2035. <laughs> this is nice. Um, you know, we do kind of live close to the beach, so if anybody wants to uh, crash my daughter's birthday party, um, I'm not serious, by the way. Don't email me. Ask me to, for my address. And that email is <laughs> Dale. <laughs> Never mind. Let's move on. All right. Yeah, I love that you just moved on from the 2035 joke. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, I like it. Let's, let's move on now. Thanks. All right, so let's jump right into week 13, Dale. We're going to recap some games. Going to hit the major highlight points. Yep. Let's start off with the Dolphins and Broncos. Dolphins won the game handily. Oh, God. This is what you want to start off with? Dolphins. Are you just going in alphabetical order on this sheet? Um, Just just play along with me, please. Oh, my God. 35-9, to nine, the Dolphins won, beat the Broncos. I swear to God if you talk about C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson had 15 carries for 67 yards. Average over four and a half yards per carry. Did his job, unfortunately, with the horrible, just horrible play of the Denver Broncos here. Trevor Simeon only had 200 yards and three interceptions. The Dolphins' defense came out to play. Uh, There's really nothing to talk about on the the Broncos' side. Demarius Thomas only had two receptions and ten targets, Christian. Um, Yep. That's brutal. I think that was the most disappointing part of the day, that Trevor Simeon couldn't get Demarius Thomas the ball. Um, accurately, at least ten two for ten was not Demarius Thomas' fault. Right. Besides that, C.J. Anderson did have seven targets. Which can, can you can you move on to the other running back that I want to talk about in this game? 
Uh, Please, and stop talking about C.J. Anderson. Who do you want to talk about? Kenyon Drake. Okay. Let's talk about Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. The Kenyon Drake. The Kenyon... No, no, no. Those are two different people. There's Kenyon Drake, the player for the Miami Dolphins, and there's the Kenyon Drake, which is the Kenyon version of Drake. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, Kenyon Drake, 23 carries, 120 yards with a touchdown, over five yards per carry. Uh, he did have one long run, 42 yards. Looked really, really good. Um, was he what you expected against uh, his Denver defense? I, I I know the Denver defense has not been great against the run. 24th most fantasy points allowed when adjusted for matchup. I know Denver has lost eight straight games. I know they're just in a free fall. But, man, I didn't expect... Kenyon Drake to actually be this good, yeah, I, in I this like game. Yep, yeah. I, I, the Miami offense actually looked decent, not completely anemic, but I, I can't help but feel like I gotta take this with a grain of salt. But New England, Buffalo, Kansas City, Buffalo—that's the end of the schedule for the Dolphins. So you gotta like it. If Dam, if Damian Williams continues to miss more time. There's no one, no one to back up Kenyon Drake. Nobody. No. There's nobody else to get carries whatsoever. Right. So he's going to get all the work. Yep. We we knew that coming in. I just didn't think it was going to be that much work. I thought, you know, they're going to do some dink and dunk passes and try to do it go that way. But, man, Drake not only got a ton of work but was pretty effective. And like you mentioned, um, he – he put up a big day, with that, and I with like that, him moving forward as long as as long as Damian Williams is out. Exactly. With that schedule, I am. Uh, I'm. It's pretty safe to assume that Kenyon Drake is a RB two rest of the season, isn't it? As long as uh, as long as Damian Williams is out, yeah. Uh, Though the surprising thing for me was with Jay Cutler back, uh, him targeting Kenny Stills thirteen times today, or on Sunday, should I say? Um, Ninety eight yards, thirteen targets on five receptions, and he caught a touchdown. Can we go ahead and just say that Kenny Stills is the wide receiver two on this team and not Devontae yeah, Parker? Yeah, that's that's pretty it's uh pretty clear. Uh I did say I want to mention, I want to uh suck on my own dick for a second. Uh I did tell you that Julius Thomas has a good chance of having a good day and he did get a touchdown for you. Twenty yards and a touchdown. So Yeah, I watched I watched that live and I was like, This motherfucker's gonna bring it up on the podcast. <laughs> like I I <laughs> I rolled my eye like I watched the Dolphins and I rolled my eyes when they threw the ball to Julius yeah, Thomas yeah. in the end zone. Like, Dale's gonna be ecstatic about the fact that he called Julius Thomas because Denver is terrible against tight ends. Hey, you know, I'm, like I said, it was a streamer. I, I mean, you know, whatever. It is what it is. All right, <sighs> man. Moving on to the uh, Vikings and Atlanta game. Vikings win. I think they're what they're six in a row. I think. Um, they won fourteen and nine. Like I said, Case Keenum. Yeah, it was a rough game to watch, though. Yeah, yeah. Case Keenum under two hundred thirty yards, two touchdowns though, which helped him out. Latavius Murray is still and will be the clear cut RB one there with sixteen carries compared to Jarek McKinnon's nine. Although Jarek McKinnon did score a, a receiving touchdown. Um, anything really to note on the Vikings side? I mean, nothing, nothing real crazy. Adam Thielen had a pedestrian day, fifty yards. Like fifty-one yards, four receptions, nothing crazy. Um, 
there's really nothing much to talk about here. It was a, it was a pretty boring game on both sides of the ball, but in particular Minnesota. Uh, Devonta Freeman coming back from his concussion symptoms. He led the team with 12 carries and 74 yards. Um, yeah, he looked decent. He looked he looked pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, how much? Honestly. It's over six yards per carry, and it's yeah, not like he had he, one he, long run. If I he mean, scores, you're super happy with that game. Yeah, yeah. He just didn't. The, the offense in general was brutal. Right. Um, Julio Jones, after such a huge week, so disappointing, yep. two for 24. Right. Um, which I want to talk about Julio for a second. Okay. Can I wait? Let, you, let, let me just say one thing before you go into the Julio, Julio Jones. Okay. Uh, the most targeted receiver in Atlanta was Julio Jones and Tevin Coleman, both tied with only six targets. Wide receivers aren't getting targeted. I mean, as that, that's a little disappointing that nobody on that whole entire offense got more than six targets. Anyways, go ahead. What are you, you going to say about Julio Jones? Um, listen, Quintoris Jones is somebody that I think we need to talk about now just to have something that sticks in people's memories for, for, from this moment going forward to next year. Um, Julio Jones is a frustrating wide receiver. Yeah. With his 38 points last week, he vaulted back into a top five, top three wide receiver, actually, in standard scoring formats, even though he, uh, he's had four double-digit games all season. In 13 games, he's had four double-digit point games. That's not good. He's put up uh, seven points or less, I think, five times this season. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times this season. Yeah. That's not good. Nope. Seven and a half points or less seven times in a season. That's bad for for a you know number one wide receiver who's going to end up with those points. He has these a couple of these huge games every year. He did the same thing last year. His fantasy points are going to look great. He's so inconsistent. But he's not gonna, it's hard for him to help you week to week, and especially he's if you're so of inconsistent. The like, how can you count on him if you have one game? Like, how can you count on him to to help you win? I mean, four points, three you know, three, four, five points is not going to get you a win. On the other side of that, you got a guy like DeAndre Hopkins who, since yeah, you know, since uh, since that offense has totally transitioned with Tom Savage now at the helm, it, it's been very different. But eighty-six yards and a touchdown, one hundred eleven yards, seventy-six yards and a touchdown, one hundred twenty-five yards, eighty yards this week. Didn't score, but so consistent from week to week that you can know that you're going to start him every week. At the end of the year, him and Julio Jones are probably going to have very similar total numbers except for the touchdowns right the the yards and, and it's gonna the fantasy points are gonna be very similar by the end of the year right but next year give me deandre hopkins and i'm gonna feel so much comfortable with that regardless of who's playing quarterback sure be, i just i i'm talking about that moving forward just because julio jones has been now for a couple years such an inconsistent player where you're gonna get huge games but there's the the floor is brutal. It's not a you know it's not Antonio Brown who every single week is going to give you something. Right. You, they're not the same category of wide receiver anymore. Right. All right. That's all. I think this was uh, I and Tevin Coleman is is uh, brutal now. Honestly, like I can't trust him anymore now with Freeman back. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. Had... I did it at the beginning of the season, but not right now. Nope. Me neither. All right. A uh, little bit of surprise here. Uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, whooped up on the Lions. 
I was one of the, uh, I don't know, I started the Detroit Lions in one league with crazy oh. defensive oh, points. Boy. Yeah, I think they got me like right. negative eight points or something crazy. Yep. It yep. Sucked. Um, negative four in a standard league. Yeah. <laughs> uh, without Amir Abdullah, Tion Green saw the bulk of the carries here. Uh, 11 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Theo Riddick also yeah, we all knew him. that coming yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> How high did you have Tion Green ranked? Oh, boy, you really want to do this? <laughs> uh, probably outside my top 50 at running back. Yeah, yeah at least. Um, so that was a surprise there. Uh, are Is he going to be a waiver wire pickup? 85. Yeah. He was 85. Yeah. Tion Green, is he worth looking at? All right. Uh, Detroit receiving was a little bit of a disappointment, too. In a PPR league, right. Golden Tate did his normal thing. Eight receptions for 69 yards. Not bad. Jiggity. Standard. Yeah, he is what he is, right? Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., of course, had his nice 90-day yard, but no touchdowns. So that, that hurt him. Right. Um, hey, Marvin Jones is legit. For sure. I was a, I was a year early on this. <laughs> so are you taking credit where's, for this? Are you asking for credit? Like, what are you doing No, here? no, no. <laughs> I was a, he's a post-hype sleeper is what he is. Okay. Good enough. That's what he was this year. And uh, I think I still had him higher than most. But uh, yeah, man. This is what I hoped for last year. Yeah. Fuck you, Marvin Jones. <laughs> but I love you. Thank you. No, where do you think he is right now in terms of wide receivers on fantasy points this year? Uh, he's up there. He's probably in the top, I'd say definitely in the top 10. Am I, am I pushing it to say top eight? Higher. Really? Yeah. What is he? Number four. Wow. Okay. Number four on the year. Okay. People do not realize Marvin Jones is having that good of a yeah, year. Yeah, he is. With eight touchdowns. Now, eight touchdowns is hard to replicate and hard to always be there. But, I mean, he's getting he's getting all the work Look, there, and, and this is what we said in the beginning of the year. And I don't even, I don't know if anybody remembers, and I'm not crazy enough to try to go back into the episodes and listen. But we, me and you, both talked about really early in the year. We were looking at targets and we were looking at snap counts. And this is why some of this some of these trends are really important, guys. When you're talking about looking at snap counts, Marvin Jones Jr. was on the field more than any other wide receiver in the league, I believe. Uh, or at least on his team. Don't quote me on that. Either on his team or in the league. It was way up there, though. Um, and, you know, th- it was a trend to, to watch, definitely. And just seeing it play out and translate into more and more targets as he was on the field more and more. It, you you kind of saw it coming. He has not had a single game this year under under 90% snap count. And that's one game under 95% snap. Right. That's That's pretty good. That is crazy yeah, high. Yeah, I mean it, to be on the he's on the field every play. Yeah, basically yeah, he's he, taken he takes one to two plays off a game. Yeah, I mean and that's why you know we we do an episode every now and then where we talk about targets and snap counts and stuff. That's why it's important. You can kind of see these trends forming, and you just got to look at the numbers and believe in the numbers. And this is one of the things I remember talking about it, thinking, "Oh wow, he's on the field a lot. How is this going to translate into fantasy points?" And little by little, it, it did. So. Anyways, uh, other side of the ball. Yeah. Let's talk about Alex Collins a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Alex Collins, seventy-five yards, fifteen carries. He had two touchdowns, folks. Two, two. Yep, really helped his fantasy day. Seventy-five yards is good. One touchdown is really good. Two touchdowns is uh, saving a game, 
a game saver, right? I listened to you so much that I understood that you were going to do two, like exactly <laughs> knew the cadence you were going to come in with. This is frustrating. I spend way too much time with you. Let's move yes. on. Okay. Um, Danny Wood- Alex Collins is a legit RB2. Oh, yeah. What were you going to say about Danny Woodhead? Yeah. No, I was going to say Danny Woodhead isn't uh, the person that a lot of people thought he would be. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Danny I, Woodhead only I mean, had I three told carries, everyone why is Danny Woodhead being drafted so early and then coming off of injury? Hey, let's pick up Danny Woodhead. Why, though? Yeah. yeah. Like, why, though? Yeah. He, this is what he's. What was the stat line this week? Uh, Danny Woodhead had three carries for nine yards and two three carries for nine and yards. Two receptions for 14. Last week, four for 22, one, and the week before that, one carry for two yards. Yeah. He's not going to be the running back that we thought he would. Even in PPR, he's not going to be that guy. Um, Alex Collins is the man in that backfield. And Alex Collins. Has yet to exceed four carries or eight touches. Yeah. As as I mean, Collins is not a pass-catching back. And he tied. The, he had the same amount of targets as Danny Woodhead. And same amount of catches and a little bit more yards. So, whatever that's worth. Uh, you got to look at Mike Wallace and Jeremy Macklin here, both tied um, in that team with eight targets apiece. They they both did pretty pretty well with it. Uh, Mike Wallace right. had over 100 yards. Yep, they'll have their weeks, yep. but I mean, right. for a consistency standpoint, can't trust Joe Flacco enough to start these guys more than a wide receiver three or so. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, ever. All right, all right, moving on. Uh, okay, let's go to the Bills and Patriots. Okay. Usually not Tyler. a bad game. The I mean in the past, I know, you know, when Rex Ryan was coaching, Rex Ryan has always done a pretty good job against the Patriots, but uh, the Bills just didn't play well today. They fall to six and six and lose. No, and, and Taylor was banged up and that's that's most of it. You know that's most of what happened there, but even before that happened the game was starting to get out of hand. So Christian, you remember talking about um Tom Brady late in the season and how he's going to disappoint somebody with a game or two really late in the season. This this might have been the game to disappoint. Only 258 yards and an interception. Didn't even throw a touchdown. Yep. And Just when I told myself this morning, hey man, that Bills defense has been kind of weak. Tom Brady clinched the division. You know, like... <sighs> yep. I moved Tom Brady up in my ranks this morning. Um, I was, and he put up a dud. Yeah. Deion Lewis still is a running back to own. I'm always going to rank Deion Lewis ahead of Rex Burkhead for the rest of the season, just FYI. I don't know about you, Brito. Um, but Deion Lewis finished with 92 yards, Burkhead 78. Burkhead pretty much vultured two touchdowns from Deion Lewis. Both of them well, I was watching and said, those should have been Lewis's touchdowns. Those should have been Rob Gronkowski's touchdowns. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski. 11 catches, I'm sorry, 9 catches on 11 targets, 147 yards. He was himself. Yes. That's all. Yep. And Brandon Cooks. (laughs) Brandon Cooks goes as Tom Brady does, and it shows it. Three targets, two catches, 17 yards for Brandon Cooks. I I don't uh, lose confidence in any of these guys. Tom Brady just didn't have his super productive fantasy day, but... um, do they really need it? I mean, they won twenty three to three, so it's just one of those games where you just got to suck it up and uh, be glad. That you got to suck it up. 
It's a little weird, Dale. All right, how about on the Bills side? Uh, Tyrod Taylor gets injured, only threw for 65 yards. Nathan Peterman comes in, did not throw an interception. Yep. Six for 15. That's super. <laughs> Six for 15 for 50 yards. It, look, the coaches probably said, look, do anything you want. Don't throw an interception. Like, we don't care if you don't even throw for a yard. Yep. Yeah. It averaged three yards per uh, three yards per completion. <laughs> Charles Clay, 20 yards. Zay Jones, 20, uh, 22 yards. Jordan Matthews, 14 yards. Deontay Thompson, 21 yards. Brutal day yes, for, for anybody everybody. that had any bills, but that's nobody. Right. So let's move on. LaShawn McCoy, um, the way he's been playing, he, he I think he gets downgraded to an RB2. As great, I mean, he's uh, really good. He's really the good. schedule doesn't support that i don't think they played against the patriots who haven't been crazy on the run you know against the run and i mean i did, he got the 93 yards but the bills aren't going to be aren't going to give him enough opportunity to be close enough to the end zone to score and that's what worries me that's what puts him in the rb2 category next next week against indy oh that my my echo dot just turned on for no reason that's weird <laughs> I don't know why that just happened. Live studio recording. <laughs> Yay. All right. Next week against Indy, LaShawn McCoy. Not a top 12 guy for you? You know, I'm going to have to be forced to put him in the top 12 just because he's playing Indy. But I don't feel really good about it. I, I do. don't. I felt good I about this week. It, like, they don't give him enough opportunity. I mean, he's averaging over 20 touches a game. Don't know what you're talking about here. I'm saying opportunity to get into the red zone. I mean, the end zone. Okay. The end zone. Sorry. Okay. I got you. Okay. All right. I agree to disagree. Okay. Move on. All right. Uh, snooze fest of the day. San Francisco 49ers, 15. Chicago Bears, 14. Really? That's your snooze fest? Not the Atlanta-Minnesota game? I don't know. They're both these teams. I watched I ha- so much of the Atlanta-Minnesota game, and it was, Look, it was brutal. I'm in like 12 leagues, and I don't think I own – and I do like Jordan Howard, and I liked him preseason, but I still don't own any stock in Jordan Howard. Um, and I may have a stock a piece or two of Carlos Hyde, and that's it. So I have no skin in this game. Um, nothing. You have no uh, no hide in it. Right, there you go. Um, Carlos Hyde did have 17 carries, 54 yards. Uh, he kind of he was kind of uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. In a PPR, I don't know, but I'm disappointed that you're not do- giving me the uh, the loser horn anymore. Yeah, well, let's move yeah, on. It's, it's, it'll be. I expected it. Sorry, Carlos Hyde. He didn't do his normal PPR thing that he's been doing the last few weeks. He only had three receptions for 12 yards. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything to talk about here on on the San Francisco side? Jimmy Garoppolo threw for almost 300 yards, no touchdowns. Anything interesting here? Are you really trusting anybody outside of Carlos Hyde to start ever for the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, you know, Goodwin because I, Goodwin is starting to get interesting. I mean, he had eight targets and eight receptions on those eight targets. That's pretty impressive for almost 100 yards. I kind of like that. If Jimmy Garoppolo okay. can, I don't know, get some more time with his team and Garoppolo is an upgrade, I believe. I think that was probably a good trade yeah, for Garoppolo. I think so. <laughs> um, on the other, 
on the other side of the ball, Trubisky only threw 15 times, 100 yards and one touchdown. Jordan Howard disappointed. I think a lot of us were hoping that Jordan Howard would have a big day. 13 carries for 38 yards. Does this worry you at all or just continue doing what you do with Howard? It was just a weird day. I mean, it's it's one of the worst offenses in football. Um, and having Trubisky behind center doesn't help. It's there's going to be rough games like yeah. this. Do you know who had a uh, worse? Do you know who had worse days than, um, than the Buffalo Bills wide receivers? The Chicago Bears wide receivers. Yeah, no, it's it's not. Tariq good. Cohen led the team with four targets. No other. Tariq Cohen no, is the only reason they were in this game because he returned a punt yeah. for a touchdown. No other wide receiver had more than two targets in this game. Targets, not even catches. No other wide receiver had more than two targets. That has to be frustrating for everybody. Even though Don uh, Dontrell Inman scored a touchdown, he only had two targets. I mean, it's it's hard to base any kind of analysis or trends or anything like that based off this game. Trends with the Z. Yeah. Trends with the Z. Yeah, with you got to say trends. Right? It's hard. Uh, okay, so I want to go back. Um, Marquise Goodwin. Yes. Uh, you moved on very quickly. Uh, here are his games leading up to this game where he, he had another decent game. So 80 yards and no touchdown. Decent. Zero yard, zero catches, zero yards the following game. Uh, 68 yards, zero, no touchdown. That's fine. That's okay. 83 yards and a touchdown. That's a nice game. And 78 yards, no touchdown. Uh, so most of those games there, he's getting at least 60, 60 some odd yards, uh, averaging out 70, 80 yards. Uh, that's pretty much what Marquis Goodwin is. Okay. Like if you need a wide receiver three, cause you need to plug someone in, um, to your lineup and you're kind of desperate and you, you need some catches there. That's what Marquis Goodwin is. There's, there's not a lot of upside. Um, he's just basically a plug and play. He is a wide receiver four for the rest of the season for me. But, like, you can put him in as a three if you're really weak at the position. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's get uh, – let's talk about the Tampa Bay-Green Bay game, the, the game of bays is what I like to call it. Uh-huh. Um, but that's bay spelled B-A-E. Yeah, sure. Because you got, got a lot of love yeah. for yeah. these It's like what happens teams. when my girlfriends meet the game of bays. <laughs> Unless they meet your wife. Yeah. It's a death then it's uh, the unfortunate game of life where you uh, yeah you get a divorce. Yeah. Brought the show down quick. Uh, Jameis Winston, first game back. Um, he had 270 yards, two touchdowns, both to Cameron Brait. Uh, Cameron Brait yeah. only did have, only had two receptions and got a touchdown at each of those receptions. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good touchdown percentage. What is that? If you got two receptions and both of them are touchdowns, yeah, you take that. You what is that? Uh, Divide it by two. Yeah, you get a 100% of the time. Wow. Is that right? 100% of the time he caught a touchdown. Is that good? Yeah, that's pretty good. Right, Every time you throw it to camera break, he scores. Literally. Oh, no, that's not true because he had six targets. I'm sorry. Every time Cameron Bray catches, catches the right, ball. Right, 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 right. Oh, I fucked that up. Sorry. Yes. yes, 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 it's okay. <laughs> but a third of the time you throw the ball to him, yeah. he's going to score. Right, right. All right, um, and Doug Martin was out. Uh, Peyton Barber saw the start with 23 carries over 100 yards. Not bad for Barber. I like it. 
Um, if, if Doug, if Doug Martin Barber continues today. to lose, um, lose playing time, or lose, uh, not get in the game, just be out. Let's say is out. I'm struggling tonight. I see that it's Sunday night. We're drained from the football. We had to deal with this Josh Gordon nonsense. You just want to get straight the, to the same. I'll tell you the truth. Right so now. you know what? I'll tell you the truth. Here's right what now. we're gonna do. I flew in. Right, flew into Raleigh, Durham. I had a two-hour drive back to Wilmington. Uh, right. We were about a half hour from Wilmington, and my wife... De- Who's we? You and your girlfriend? Oh, your wife. Okay. My wife decides that there is a Christmas parade downtown that we should go to before we go home. So we took a detour. It's December 3rd, but okay, it's, it's Christmas weird. parade. I know. I don't get it either. Um, so we took a detour. We had we spent about 30 minutes looking for parking in downtown until... Downtown what? Downtown Wilmington. Okay. And then... We stayed about 45 minutes at some rinky-dink parade. Basically, there were cars with Christmas lights taped on them. And now I'm here. And uh, so, yeah. That sounds... That's, that's my life right now, Christian. I I watched football all day. Yeah, good for you. Exhausted. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, I need a break from this football to talk about football. Not only did Peyton Barber get 100 yards rushing, but he also had four receptions on 41 yards receiving. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Like I said, if you hadn't already, you can go ahead and probably drop Doug Martin, right? Yeah, I think so, man. I think so. Doug Martin, I don't think posted a game like this since he started. Since the first week he played, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mike Evans continued, yep. continues to disappoint. Six targets, two receptions for 33 yards. Uh, I Adam Humphreys is the only other guy that really stands out to me, but does he really even? Four receptions, 33 yards. So um, We can move on from Tampa Bay here. I guess the takeaway is Peyton Barber, if he's available, he's worth owning late in the season. Christian, do you have Peyton Barber's remaining schedule, what it looks like? Yeah, he has got Detroit, Atlanta, Carolina. Not the yeah. best. Worth Not worth the best. worth rostering if you're desperate. Yeah, because he will get the work. Uh, now, if you have Doug Martin, would you drop him for Peyton Barber? Yes. Okay. On the other- I really don't see uh, week fourteen. I, I guess you could play if if Martin's out again. Week fourteen, I would play. I would play Peyton Barber against Detroit because it is a bottom half rush defense. It's not, it's right in the middle, just barely below the margin of their 19th. Um, But Atlanta and Carolina are both not great matchups. Top half against the run. Carolina is a bad matchup. They're number two in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs when you adjust for matchup. So I would not play either one of these guys in week 16, but I think week 14, if Martin is out, you can get away with Peyton Barber. Right. All right. Uh, how about um, Hundley? <laughs> uh, everybody who was high on him, I saw a lot of people ranking him pretty unreasonably high this week. He only had, What was unreasonably high for you? Uh, he was in top 20 in a lot of people's uh, rankings. I don't think I had him that high. He was in my top 20. Yeah, he shouldn't have been. 84 yards, one interception. Jamal Williams continues to impress. Uh, I'll admit, I did not see this coming. I never liked Jamal Williams from what I've seen. He looks like a different running back than he did earlier in the season when he was getting a carry here and a carry there. Uh, So I'll admit, 
my analysis of him early on in the season was not very accurate. Uh, but he is he's playing differently. 20, 21 carries, 113 yards and a touchdown, over 5 yards per carry. Not too so shabby. What do you do as the Aaron Jones owner? Yeah. Because a lot of people picked up Aaron Jones this week. Uh, because he came back from injury, did score a touchdown. What are you doing with Aaron Jones? Uh, I am holding on to Aaron Jones. I am not playing him until I see both of these guys and how they play on the field. The, the bigger question is, how am I playing Jamal Williams when Aaron Jones is back? I think that's I think that's the bigger question. And that's how I'm reversing your question and asking you. I think if they're both going to be playing next week... It's going to be the Jamal Williams show for the most part, uh, just because he's uh, he's got a hot hand and you got to trust it. Okay. No. Yeah. No. Do you disagree? No, I agree. I agree. I think he's just, he's earned the starter position, but they're both going to split work. Right. It's going to look like the workload of Latavius Murray and Jerick McKinnon. Sure. Fair enough. Which, if the offense is good, it's good. But if the offense is not good, it's right. Frustrating. Like it was. I kind of feel like Jamal Williams is a type of, I mean, again, talking about early in the season, he is the product of rhythm and, you know, getting getting in rhythm and getting the carries and getting the volume. So. Like uh, like Perrine was Perrine. these past couple weeks. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Uh, there's really nobody to talk about passing. Like I said, Hunley only had 84 yards passing, but Devontae Adams was no, the leader here. and he's I think – I think there's something we need to do here. Right in the middle of the show, halfway through here, I think we should go ahead and give our listeners a treat. Christian. Yes. Um, have you heard of the old tale of Santasy? Oh, is that Saint Anaphalculus <laughs> or something? I couldn't do Saint Nicholas, man. I tried. <laughs> Uh, Let's try that again. <laughs> hey, Christian. <laughs> yes. Have you heard of the old tale about Santasy? Oh, do you mean Saint Anaphalculus? <laughs> Much better. Uh, I, uh, Santasy is actually an old tale um, from when fantasy football first began. Uh, he He looked at everybody's leagues. He checked them twice. And if you made some good moves, he rewarded you. And if not, he just gave you coal. Beasley. <laughs> oh, that's good. Dang, I wish I would have thought of that. So, without further ado, we've all heard every single Christmas song, right? About Santa Claus. And that's pretty boring. How about a Boring. S- how about a song? Hold on. Because I had to load it here. How about a song about good old... Saint NFL Calis. Well, it's that time of year again for Christmas lights and trees, and all your favorite fantasy teams deserve a cheer. Santa sees coming down all the way from the North Pole. Gonna give the
So the beautiful thing about about having this jingle is not only a song, but now we've got an even more special treat. With Sanacy is here live with us. How you doing, Sanacy? Ho ho ho! Thank you for having me, Brito. All right, Sanacy. How you doing? Preparing for the for the fantasy playoffs. Getting ready to give all our listeners some some championships. What are you doing? What what are you preparing for us for Eat Sleep Fantasy? Well, you know, I am uh, looking at all different types of people, all different types of fantasy footballers, and uh, I'm noticing who's starting the right people and who's starting the wrong people. I'm giving the wrong people coal. I'm giving the right people Eat Sleep Fantasy t-shirts. I'm giving them some decals. Um, Sanacy, you sound suspiciously like Trump. I... <laughs> I, uh, no, no, I am Santacy. Okay, all right, I thought you were going to try to make uh, make Christmas great again, that's weird. I kind of feel like I am turning on a Dick Vitale type impression, Don't definitely don't mean to do that. All right, Santacy, so, ho, ho, so ho. Uh, tell us a little bit about what exactly you have in store coming up for, for, for our listeners, what you have planned. That's right, Christian. This uh, this Christmas season, I am giving Eat Sleep Fantasy listeners T-shirts and decals. Uh, all they need to do is uh, is uh, show us what 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 they need to do, Christian. <laughs> what do, I'm sorry, you're the one that. Uh, that's right. That's it's right. Your season. They uh, the, uh, yeah. They just they just need to uh, you know do well in fantasy, and when fantasy season comes to an end, and guess what. Week 16, everybody gets gifted with a great matchups on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Oh, boy. This segment uh, is not what I expected. And so I'm giving away t-shirts is what I'm trying to say. Ho, ho, ho. All right. So I, I want to talk about here a few different things. Santa told me behind the scenes ways that you guys can earn some some ESF swag from Santa C. Uh, we, we got a few different ways. One. You can be our five-minute member on Twitter. Whenever we tweet, yes. if you reply within five minutes and use hashtag five-minute member, we're going to be doubling up how many five-minute member rewards we're giving on Twitter. So follow our show at EatSleepFF. That's one. I'm going to give you several uh-huh. ways you can get some of this ESF swag. Two, follow us on uh-huh. Draft. Any new depositor uses our promo code EatSleepFantasy. That gets you a free $3 entry into Draft the draft app we can see that you deposit those but take a screenshot send it to what is what is our what is our email fantasy is it giveaway at esleep fantasy yep uh no no esf giveaway esf giveaway gmail at gmail.com give esf giveaway at gmail.com send your screenshots in there ho 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 from fantasy that's way number two three we love feedback we love reviews drop us some reviews on itunes five star reviews please hopefully i mean for santa if you want to be uh on the good side of the the nice list leave us a nice review on that and send that into our other we have too many emails send that into our other email contact at eatsleepfantasy.com is that one right that's where you want that one santa see yes okay all right, all right. So that's three, and then I think we had one more. What 
Um, but we didn't, we're not going to release that one yet because we're still figuring out how Dale wants Correct. to take your money. Yes. Because we're not oh, going to oh, do oh. it on Patreon. We're going to do it somewhere else. But we'll talk about that next show. Hashtag fantasy. Hashtag fantasy. So there's going to be four different ways that you can earn a lot of our ESF swag. They don't cost money for the most part, unless you want to play us in draft, which you're going to win money back anyways. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, ho, ho. all right. That's it. Fantasy, can you uh, can you leave until it's Christmas time? Oh, actually, another little treat for you guys if you haven't looked forward yet. I'm super excited about this because I know I'm going to be in my fantasy championships. Most fantasy championships are week 16. Do you know when week 16 falls on, Dale? I already said it. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, wait. Yes, Dale. Hold on. Wait, do you want Sanderson to leave? Yes. Okay. Dale, Dale can you come back in? Oh, what's up, Dale? Yeah. yeah, All right. Hi, Dale. Hi. What did you say? I was just asking, do you know uh, when uh, week 16 championship week is? No, I heard, I think I heard Santasy saying that it was on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. How awesome is that? That we're going to get a full slate of games on Christmas Eve and a couple games on Christmas Day. Yeah, most people don't like it, Christian, because they are spending time with their family and not watching football all day. Uh, but we are the weird ones that... Uh, we look at this and say, hey, we don't have to spend time with our family. We can watch football. First of all, first of all, okay, we celebrate Christmas Eve in my home, not Christmas Day, because we're Hispanic, all right? And we do a big dinner Christmas Eve. Nothing better than, did you like the football games on Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Nothing better than you're sitting in the kitchen, oh, someone's sitting in the kitchen preparing meals and stuff. And you got football playing in the background. You're in and out. You're watching eight, six or seven games at a time on the screen. Red Zone Channel is popping, moving, yeah. you know. It's bussing. It's bussing. It's bussing, like my nephew would say. My nephew was so pissed at the Hurricanes <laughs> yesterday, by the way. And he start, they, he, he, they were not he, he He posted three. He, I don't think he listens to this podcast anymore, uh, which is pretty <laughs> representative of a lot of our audience. But anyways, yeah, he posted like three snaps yesterday. First one was something he was eating. He was like, man, this meal is too bussing. Of course, that is, he said that. And then the next one was, okay, UM is about to play University of Miami. They were in the ACC championship game. And he's like, let's get this dub. Right, my nephew speaks like that. I don't understand why. Right. <laughs> um, he's a third generation Cuban living in Chicago. Like I don't know why you speak right. like that, but okay. Um, anyways, and then the third snap that he posts yesterday is just there's nothing in it. I guess it's just a picture of his dark room is in the bed. He's like. Man, I'm so sad right now. <laughs> the Canes got blown the hell out. Uh, yeah, I turned, I dude, I got frustrated yesterday. I turned that game off. You ever just turn off football because it's getting you mad? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Fantasy does uh, when the heat me. when the Heat were playing really well for a couple of years. Like I would get really um, mad and anxious when they were losing. Hey, you know what you should get mad and anxious about? The fact that I'm catching up to you. <laughs> You're about to lose. <laughs> Dude, I told you I don't need to fucking win against you. <laughs> I'm not trying to prove anything. Oh man, I was I was down in the dumps. I was getting steamrolled, and all of a sudden I'm back in it. 
Yeah, you are. Uh, you're down by 17, and you have Antonio Brown left. Yeah, that's do. It's doable. I'll probably still lose. I mean, he's questionable. He might not even play. Right. But uh, still, I I would love to lock up this first place. I already have the week. I already have the buy, but I would love to lock up first place and get that little extra, extra prize money. Christian, um, yes, we never really talked about this, but I think it would be a good shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, never mind. All right, so we let's let's jump back into the fantasy. But what we're gonna do here now is we do have a little bit of a time limit on how long we like to, our episodes to be, just based on. Uh, download size and making sure that you guys can download whether you're on Wi-Fi or not. There's whatever. A lot of technical reasons for it, but we're going to split this episode into two parts so you guys can get a full recap. We're halfway through, but we'll see you on the other side. Episode two of a double episode Monday coming right up. Whoa. Well, it's that time of gear again for Christmas lights and trees. Teams deserve cheer. Santa see 